Welcome to the Circle Path. This is Adam and my beautiful wife, Alicia. Hello. How is everybody doing? <laughs> everybody being me. Me and you. <laughs> um, fantastic. All right, all right. <laughs> so this makes episode... Seven, I think. You think? I, bl- I believe this is episode seven, yep. Do you want to count? Or <laughs> this is seven. Okay. This is seven, yep. <laughs> okay. Cool. So pretty exciting. I think so. Yeah. Like a number seven. <laughs> so um how's your New Year's stuff going? So I weighed myself this morning and I'm one ninety six. <sighs> so making progress. What that's like um like almost eight pounds. It's like seven point eight pounds or something. Since the beginning of the year? Yeah. And you started you started the Intermittent fasting this week as well. I did. At the suggestion of our guest, which I'll introduce in a minute. Yes. Yes. That's true. Um, it was a struggle. The first like night I did it, I was struggling. Um, but it's getting better, you know. Just trying to fight through it and stay busy. So you're good. Yeah. But I lost two pounds since I did it. So, I mean, I was kind of stagnant there. And then I did, I started it and I've lost two pounds since then in like the last few days. So, I don't know. Awesome. Who knows? Cool. Yeah. What about you? um, Making progress. You doing that meditation? Making progress. (laughs) (laughs) Not as good as you, but we're doing it. How about uh, your diet? I'm doing pretty good on the diet. You're keeping me pretty, pretty on, pretty honest on the diet. You're doing well on the diet in default. By default, yeah, because you're doing good. I'm like, eat this motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, um, so speaking of our guests tonight, we have some really cool guests tonight. We have Ingrid and Tony from Sasquatch Journey on tonight. Very exciting. Yes, very excited to have them on, and they have a YouTube channel that goes by the same name. That has some awesome stuff on it. Has some cool, like, uh, some footage of tree structures and all the stuff. I haven't gotten to see all of them, but they've got a lot of cool stuff. Um, they have a really cool quote on their YouTube page that I wanted to read to you guys. Also, it's by H.P. Lovecraft, and it says, "Pleasure to me is wonder, the unexplored, the unexpected, the thing that is hidden." and the changeless thing that lurks behind superficial mutability. I think that's really cool. Are you guys here? We're here. How's it going? Okay, how's it going with you? Doing good, doing good. I, I love that quote that you guys have on your YouTube. Thank you. What yeah, do you- Tony found that. I'm not sure exactly where. but. Okay, so, so what, is, what does that mean to you, Tony? It's, it, well, it's hard to explain. It's what lurks out there is what we're trying to find. It's what we're wondering what's out there and looking for the truth. Okay. I like it. That, that, that fits perfect with what, what, you know, all, all paranormal investigators are looking for and Bigfoot people or Sasquatch people and, you know, all that kind of cool stuff. So awesome. We're, what we do is we try to believe in everything until it's proven wrong instead of the opposite, like 
ordinary people. So you guys have kind of a like a like a scientific scientific uh, prove prove it until it's until it's or believe it until it's unproven, right? Yeah, sort of. We're open to pretty. We don't want to go into anything with any kind of preconceived notion because that totally destroys research. If you go in looking for one thing, well, that's all you're going to find. So we try to just go in and see try to observe as much as we can and bring other different ways of, you know, checking, checking for stuff, different types of research, like the overlap between the paranormal and Sasquatch. You know, I'm not sure that Sasquatch is really paranormal, but a lot of the stuff that you use in paranormal research can also be transferred over for Sasquatch research. And that's something we've been getting into lately. What? Tony can talk more about the equipment we use than I can. I, I just know the what I call them, and nobody would know what I meant. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got our own names for them, too. That's all right. <laughs> that thingamabob. The blinky thing. Yeah. <laughs> the blinking light thing. Yeah. The stick hand thing. <laughs> yeah, you point kidding. and you snap that thing. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> The one that records the voices. What pocket is it in? <laughs> yeah. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> so so why do you guys think that that is? Why do you, why do you think that that you guys can use the same kind of equipment when you guys are looking for Sasquatch versus uh ghosts or whatever else? Well, Sasquatch has this ability to um mind speak where you're walking along you know doing doing whatever and suddenly you get a message in your brain that you wouldn't ordinarily think and it just comes the way i don't hear it as a voice like i think connie willis does i hear it more as this um specific message in in my head thought transfer thought transfer like not now or don't go in there. And so that kind of energy that would have to be some sort of energy and a you know ghost equipment picks up energy. You you mean like like EMF or or something like that? Exactly. Yeah, and also, you know, there's some sort of your brain I think uses electronic waves or something of some sort and that can be picked up by EMF readers. And that kind of thing. So, you know, we're still early in our use of the ghost ghost equipment, but so there's a lot of things we haven't tried yet. Okay. Okay. So, so can you give the audience some like some background on what you guys have tried so far? Yeah, we can. Uh, one one thing that we have taken out is an EMF meter, and uh, in some of the tree structures that we have found. Uh, we took the MF meter in and we actually got readings off of it inside of it. Uh, one of the teepees that we call uh, the cathedral that we actually, when we first found it, it was maybe between 20 and 40 uh, trees, dead trees that were in the formation. And we kept going back week after week. <clears throat> excuse me, until it was completely filled. 
So we actually watched it being built, and with we didn't see any human footprints around it, but we did see bear footprints, large footprints around it. And uh, Ingrid always said that it felt spiritual to her, and so we decided we take the EMF meter in, a couple different ones, matter of fact, and uh, walk into it, and every, Connie and Ingrid both have gotten lightheaded and just felt at, at ease in there. And so when I walked in with the EMF meter, at first it, it spiked and then went down and then just started jumping around a little bit, and then it just dissipated. And this is out in the middle of the woods where there, there is nothing electrical that should have been setting anything off. And this cathedral is huge. It's at least, what, 20? It's about 20 foot tall. 20 foot tall. And maybe about... Oh, maybe 12 foot round. Yeah, 12 foot. Yeah, not around around. Not the diameter, but the yeah. circumference. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, when you when you guys say cathedral and and the tree structures, can you kind of explain explain those to to somebody who may maybe new to Bigfoot and Sasquatch what what that is? It, the cathedral is a name a name we gave to one specific teepee. And if you've watched, you know, very many of these Sasquatch researchers who you know focus heavily on structures, you know, you'll you'll have seen the teepees. Um, you know, it's it's a bunch of um, logs and things, you know, propped up to look like a teepee. To look like a Native American teepee. But instead of having the buffalo hide around uh, just the lodgepole pines, this is trees in a complete circle creating the teepee with uh, one doorway in. And we have found them where they had no doorway in. Yeah. And this particular one that we call the cathedral, we call it that because... Number one, it's absolutely gorgeous. And number two, every time I'm in there, I feel a spiritual connection. I mean, it just hits me in my soul. And so it's got a, you know, like the feeling you get when you walk into a beautiful church, just that, I don't know if you do, but. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just that feeling of awe. And so we call that one teepee the cathedral. We found seven in all. And we have different names for them, you know, the log teepee or the rock teepee, the pine sap teepee, which is a funny story involving Connie. <laughs> yeah. oh, we want to hear that one for sure. <laughs> I'll let Tony tell it because he's the one that made her do it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, actually, the pine sap teepee was the second one that we found, but the first one that on the, uh, the flats that we call the flats. And... Uh, the first time that we had taken Connie up there, uh, she noticed all these teepees have one live tree up the center, and the teepee is built around that live tree. And on this one live tree, and it was, what, uh, in the middle of winter. Yeah. And there was some sap seeping out of the tree. Well, pine sap is actually pretty good. I've tasted it before. And she was asking about it. So I told her, I said, yeah, taste it. And so she takes a little bit off the tree and not, not thinking myself, as cold as it was, it wasn't going to be very tasteful. 
<laughs> and she didn't like it at all. <laughs> the look on her face, and she spat several times. Yeah. <laughs> and we had it in our video, and a couple other researchers had named it the, the pine, pine sap. sap incident of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's and so awesome. in Connie's honor, we refer to that one as the pine sap teepee. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she loves that. <laughs> she has never tried to taste pine sap in our presence again. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and we've been in the woods a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's actually good in the summer when it's nice and warm. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. sort of like the difference between maple syrup in the winter when it's really old and yeah. <laughs> coagulated and when it's warm and flowing. <laughs> oh yeah. So, so what do you guys think the purpose of these tree structures are? We talk about that a lot. Um, when, We're always finding them. Yeah. Um, because of the, the energy that we feel around them, I believe that there's some sort of spiritual thing. You know, some people believe that they're portals um, of some sort, they go in and they go into another dimension or another day or another time. Um, I'm kind of of the opinion that this is a recently formed opinion. It's my flavor of the month is that they're sort of like um, tabernacles, but where the congregation sits outside and prays to what's inside. Because these are too small for more than even like two or three people at a time, you know, let alone any kind of forest being. And so, and the doorways are incredibly small. We generally have to duck our heads to go inside. So I'm thinking that it's some sort of religious thing. Um, anything with a soul has got some sort of spiritual life, whether they believe it or acknowledge it and whatever they want to call it. And so I'm thinking it, it could be that, but it could also just be um, fun and games. It could be a toy. It could be... Mimicking humans. Yeah. You know, it's, since there are theories that the Sasquatch are what taught the Indians how to make teepees, maybe they're just, you know, who knows? <laughs> it's all theory. It's all theory. Nobody knows for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure if anybody had kind of nailed down, like if the community had nailed down kind of a, a one hypothesis for that type type of deal. Well, that would just be one, a group of researchers coming to an agreement, you know, uh, since nobody's actually sat down and talked to one and, you know, got the story straight from them. Nobody really knows for sure. Everything in this field has to be speculation, true, except true. That they exist. That's true. Right. Nobody's actually seen a Sasquatch building any of the things that we're finding. And the stuff that we're finding is worldwide. But, and then when we post stuff like uh, the jungle gyms that we find, or the big axes, and the teepees, and the wigwams, the lean-tos, all that, we get a lot of flack from some people saying, how do you know humans didn't build this? You know, and humans, they were tell us humans built that. Say, okay, we're not claiming that Sasquatch did for sure build it. But we didn't see a human build that either, so we can't say that a human built it. Yeah, true. So, so it's a you know, it's it's a big teeter totter. And until we actually see 
a Sasquatch or a human out there in the forest making these, we go on assumption of what we're, we, we think. Yeah, and until we see uh, something actually using them, you know, we don't really know their purpose. And that's what we're trying to find out. Okay. So around these, around the, the tree structures, have you guys found any, any um, prints or any hair or anything like that? Lots of prints. Yeah. We've got in our videos, we've got uh, pictures of footprints, especially in the snow. Uh, last winter, we got probably about a dozen footprints in the snow. And we have got pictures of uh, one set of prints, and that was on our very first trip out almost two years ago. And then we've seen other prints, but they just weren't worthy of pictures and stuff. So we're still searching for the perfect footprint where we can cast it and then uh, take some good pictures and post them up. Uh, so you guys you guys haven't casted any, any of the prints so far, or are you just taking pictures? Or We've taken pictures. Uh, in the snow, I'm, we're still kind of learning on how to do it in the snow because we didn't want to take any chemicals out like paint and, and stuff and disperse that in the forest. Oh, yeah. But we have a, a new thing that we're going to try and start using here next time we get out, and uh, it'll be a lot better. Now, uh, last summer I did was able to cast a print, and one person says it's human. Another person we showed it to says that's a juvenile Sasquatch. So I do have the print or the, the track in plaster. So I'm going to keep hold of it until we find more and I can compare them. Okay. So so how do you guys how do you guys how do you guys determine if it's in your eyes, a Sasquatch when you guys see it like versus a, like a bear track or, or something like that. We've studied a lot of, um, prints, you know, so we, we can pretty much identify what, what a track is. And we've studied double prints, you know, like where the, like if a deer's walking along and it's front hoof and it's rear hoof hit the same, same spot. Um, we can't tell you if it's a doe and it's pregnant, but we can tell you if it's a deer, an elk, or a moose. And with bear, they've they've always got the claws. You know, yeah. so if you see claws, you know it's it's a bear. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but if there's no claws, it's not a bear because they don't retract like cats do. So the first thing we look for is toes and claws. Oh, that makes sense. We, and if there, you know, if there's toes but no claws, then okay, then we move along to size and shape, because a Sasquatch's print is much flatter than a human's, and they've got um, this thing in the middle that's called a mid-tarsal break. Um, that's kind of like it shows up, sort of like a little hump, sort of um, like your instep where it gets really narrow. Mm -hmm. Theirs would be flat there, but there's a break. Oh, okay. So, so do you, like, I've seen various, various ones of these on the internet, but what do you guys think is the difference between like these three toed prints versus the five toed prints or, or the differences there? Is there like different types of species or different, different 
I, I I'm not sure what to say, like what to call it, but you know, just yeah. yeah. yeah there's, there's actually different. I I don't I don't know if it's right to say species, but there's there's like ten different types of Sasquatch of Bigfoot. Okay. And the ones that were that we have in this area right now, we are almost positive that they're called Patty type. And that's the same kind that uh, Bob Gimlin and uh, Roger Patterson filmed in their great, great video there. And uh, they have the five toes. There have been some found that have six toes. And the three toes, a lot of people say that that's Dogman. Uh, we haven't gotten too far into Dogman yet because we're still working on Sasquatch. <laughs> oh, yeah. But... Uh, if you if you think down through history, if my theory is right that they came from biblical times and just down, just uh, downbred all the way to today, they've been so much. They've had so much interbreeding that there's going to be some deformation in the breeds themselves and stuff. So there'll be different uh, different aspects, like the six toes. There's also people that have six toes and six fingers. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And that's like the different faces, the different uh, length of the snout, the different uh, ears that have been reported seen. Uh, so I just think that that's just the the interbreeding for thousands of years, just changing and evolving. Gotcha. 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 So, so you as you mentioned the Patterson Gimlin film. What what do you guys what do you guys make of that? Do you guys think that that was legit footage or? It is, yeah. Next to the JFK assassination film, that is the most studied film clip in the in the in history, and nobody's been able to co- duplicate it using technology available at that time. So. I mean, and these guys weren't rich. They could not afford to get a specially made suit. And why would they have, why would they make it a female? And why would it have that tendon tear in its leg? You know, so there's just, I think that's 100% legitimate film. I think that's. Yeah, there's even experts like uh, they had the costume designer for Steven Spielberg came forth and said that he couldn't make a costume that looked that lifelike and move that real. So that lends a lot of credence right there, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree with you guys. I, I, I've watched it quite a bit, and I, I'm i not an expert on Sasquatch by far, but <laughs> it, it looks pretty real real and legit to me. Yeah, and like, like Ingrid said, they were just a couple broke cowboys out there trying – doing the same thing we're doing and they got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And there's actually no Sasquatch experts. There are people who are expert at researching it, but nobody, there's nobody that knows everything about them. I mean, that's that they're able to prove to somebody else, you know, they can say, well, you know, I've made friends with this group of Sasquatches and I've, you know, talked to them and had lunch with them, but, you know, that's, that's not, that's not proof, you know? So you're, you're self proof. It's not yeah. public. 
Yeah, it's not anything that could be accepted by any kind of scientific community in any way, shape, or form. So there's no Sasquatch expert, but there are experts at researching it. Does that make sense? Because that's kind of a pet peeve of mine. (laughs) That that absolutely does make a lot of sense because we... (laughs) <laughs> we, we we've talked about Alicia and I. We went to uh, we went to a certain cryptid conference earlier this past or the late this past year, and there was a few of the researchers that we we questioned. You know, they're they're talking with such authority, yeah. but but they don't like they don't have anything tangible to to show us, right? Like what you what you're saying these things with such authority. Just tell us how you got this information. You know. Yeah, it's just they firmly believe their their conclusions, and that's wonderful. More power to them. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they're right. Absolutely, I guess you find that in every one of these types of groups. You know, the the, the people that go are ghost hunters and UFO people and all that kind of stuff. They all have their their staunch, yeah. set in the ways kind of thing. Yeah. There's people that, you know, you're not allowed to criticize and this and that. Yep. So that's why, like on our videos, when we say Sasquatch, we always put a a question mark behind the Sasquatch. Uh, Like Sasquatch structures or Sasquatch uh, mayhem and this and that. We always put a question mark behind the Sasquatch since we have no proof that they actually did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I, I, that's what I, I like about I like the, I like that about you guys because you guys are you guys approach it in a very very matter of fact way. I like that. Yeah, we have our pet pet theories, but since they're only theories, we you know we might talk about them every now and then, but we don't put them forth as fact because they're not. It's a fact. They're our opinion. That's the only fact involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So how long you guys? How long have you guys been involved in this? Are you guys? Is this like a lifelong thing for you guys, or is this just a recent thing? Or I have always believed, and then Ingrid always knew that there was something out there after she saw the film, the Gimlin film. But uh, we've been doing this now. What we're doing now for about going on two years now. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, the out the out and out researching in the field is new to us, but we've we've always been interested, and we've always you know read the stories and watched the shows, and you know, and we just decided we needed to get up off the couch, and going outside doing this would be a good way to get us up off the couch, and we thought it'd be like once a month, and it yeah. it didn't, yeah, it yeah, it's more than once a month now. We're addicted. There's just something about it. Once you've had your first mind speak experience or your your first zap or your first sighting, there's there's no turning back. Oh, absolutely! I can only imagine. Yeah, it's so, just yeah. I, I, guess, I blame it all on Bobo. Oh yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> well, What was it like getting out there for the first time? Were you intimidated? Were you like? just unsure of what you were doing. I'm just thinking like if Adam and I went out there, we would, uh, <laughs> what do we do now? <laughs> like, well, we where do we about start? It. 
Yeah, we talked about it actually for a couple of weeks before we had, went out on our first trip. And we weren't going to go out until we had the right equipment, at least, the right hiking equipment. And uh, so when we had our backpacks and the right boots and stuff, and then we said, okay, we know where to go. Because I had seen the structures there 25 years ago. And uh, we, we went out there with an open mind. And as soon as we got out of the car, we parked the car. As soon as we parked the car and got out and got all of our equipment on, we heard our first wood knock. And we both heard it and we looked at each other and then we heard the ravens cawing up above. And in all the videos that we've seen, that's what happens. That's, that's the call. They, they say, follow the crows or the ravens. And you'll find <clears throat> find the Sasquatch. And so we took off walking through the woods after hearing the wood knock. And 15 minutes later, we found our first structure, which was a big axe. And then we started finding all the other little structures in this area that we had seen in all these other researchers' videos. So on our very first trip out, we feel like we struck gold, you know. Yeah. Well, and I got zapped on, on the our, same day on the same day. And that was an experience that um, I feel blood. I feel lucky to have had it, but at the time it scared the bejesus out of me. Um, <laughs> I'm we sure. were, you know what quakies are? No. Okay. It's a grove of Aspen trees. They're called quakies because of the way the leaves move in the wind. Okay. And Tony wanted to go, into this um, copse of quakies um, <clears> that was really thick because it was late falling. It was August. Yeah. It was August. And so it was really thick and you couldn't see into them. And we were walking towards them and suddenly I heard this loud no in my head. And then I, I stopped. I was frozen. I couldn't, it's not that I couldn't move. I could move. I just couldn't figure out how to move. And Tony noticed, you know, that I was having an issue and I said, we can't go in there. And then I couldn't figure out how to get from where I was to where he was. I, I knew I had to had to walk there, but I could not figure out how to do that. And for a good, what, five minutes? It was more like 10. Yeah, I was stuck in this one spot. Oh, wow. That she could talk, but her her legs wouldn't move. I was I was frozen. I could move my upper body, but I couldn't figure out how to get the maybe ten feet to where Tony was. Oh, that sounds scary. At first it was, and then the the more that we researched and found out what it was, and then like she says, now she feels blessed that it happened to her because the way that we both think is that there, there might have been something in that quakies like a bear or a mountain lion, and she was stopped because they knew that I wasn't going to go any farther without her, and uh, it was a warning. Do you think he was trying to, I, I, I'm assuming that Bigfoot's a, a he right now, but <laughs> um, do you think... <laughs> Everybody thinks they're he, so that's fine. <laughs> um 
So for this, I'll just say him. <laughs> Do you feel yeah. like he was trying to protect you? Like kind of telepathically protect you? That's what I think, because that's not the only time I've been stopped. Not quite that dramatically. It's like they were showing me their power at, the, at that time. But now I'm much more in tune to our surroundings when we go out. And I've been stopped from going into other areas that... It could have been quite quite hazardous had there been another animal there. So, you know, I've never been frozen like that before, but I've definitely had the stop, don't go in there um, message sent to me. So, And generally, you know, I trust Tony. If he's willing to go in there, I'm right behind him, you know, not even five feet. So, you know, that they're giving the message to me, they obviously know he's going to listen so, yeah. So, so when, when you're done with your first investigation and you get back to the car, do you guys just look at each other? Like, Whoa, <laughs> what just, what just happened? This We were giggling like schoolgirls <laughs> all the way back to the car. <laughs> we did it. We got all this stuff. Oh my God. Can you believe this? <laughs> yeah. And then especially after we found what, uh, the first, uh, Prince in the snow last winter. Oh. That was that was really special to both of us. Yeah, because we found actually two sets. We found a, what we call a female. We're calling a, the mom. And then we found that her tracks were about 15, 16 inches long. And then we found some six inch barefoot tracks right next to her in the snow. Oh, and wow. So yeah, that was that was a trip there too. That was mom and junior, as far as we were concerned. We didn't care who it was junior of. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we ha we're having fun. That's what we don't want it to become a job. So we're out there having fun, and every time we find something new, it's exciting. Yeah, we give each other high fives, you know. And, oh, we do too. That, I know. <laughs> that's that's like the exact same reaction that we had when we, the first time we went. We, we we didn't do we didn't go looking for Sasquatch, but we were doing the ghost hunt thing. And the first yeah. time, the first time we got it, it hit big, and it, we were like, "Whoa, oh, yeah. this is just yeah. so cool!" I don't know if maybe they just know that you're newbies, and they're they're, like, they're going to show you something <laughs> yeah. right away. And, yeah. They know, they know you're open to it, yeah, because there are other people that'll go in the same spots, and nothing's going to happen. Very true. Very true. We we've gone to we've gone to some like, I know you guys have have. I've known people that have been to Waverly Hills. We went to Waverly Hills and didn't have much go on. Um, but other people go there and get all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. I've heard that before too. I've heard that before. Yeah. yeah. It, it, we did have, I mean, there was, there was the shadow person that we saw, but that was, that was really it. Yeah. It was kind of, it was kind of, Kind of we, a letdown, but we want to go back. Well, sure. okay. Let's just paint the picture here. It was like mid August. I'm like sweating to death. <laughs> we are like, we, I'm like grumpy. I'm sweaty. We like barely made it there on time. We like sat in traffic. <laughs> they were about yeah. to close the door on us. We like get there. I'm like, I'm like breaking through my deodorant. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> You gross. weren't really open to any new experiences. Yeah. The ghosts were not feeling me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. They were. Yeah. 
<laughs> They're yeah. like, get her out of here. She stinks. Get her out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we better be careful. Right. She could trap us here longer than we've already been here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole time I'm just like, I'm so hot. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like. 90% humidity. It's like, oh my gosh, how do people do this? Oh, yeah. So, actually, so, I, I prefer to do ghost hunting when it's a little cooler outside in those kind of buildings. Oh, well, yeah. Because <laughs> I am like, ugh, the sweat box. <laughs> <laughs> Adam wants us to do this, uh, what is it? A, a Bigfoot thing in um, June. Yeah, yeah. There's the 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 state park here in Ohio. It's a um, it's the famous one here. I can't recall the name of it off the top of my head, but they have like a like a Bigfoot getaway type thing that they've got going on in May. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> It'll be our first time. Like, oh, that's cool. When is it? He's like June. I'm like June. <laughs> <laughs> still cool here. <laughs> I'm like okay. So. <laughs> I'm like okay. I can do June, like early June. <laughs> <laughs> like August is not gonna happen. Not so babe. much. Not so much. <laughs> I'll be like out there with my little portable fan. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you yeah. think? Do you think that? So, um, Bigfoot. So, do you think that they interact with the other animals and? out in the woods do you feel like they have like a mutual respect for each other it it kind of i would think so dinner oh uh, yeah so We've, it's like a hierarchy like oh don't mess with them we're gonna be lunch that's exactly it they are they are the unseen kings of the the forest and they, they don't only live in forest but they're, yeah, the, they're at the top of the food chain, in other words. But, like, we have found bear, bear scat and bear trailings in our areas, but we've never seen a bear. And we've seen Sasquatch footprints, what we, what we consider Sasquatch footprints, in the same area. And along there, there's moose. We've seen moose tracks. Matter of fact, we found last winter a set of moose tracks, and the Sasquatch tracks, we're calling Sasquatch, forest people, were walking in the moose tracks. And then all of a sudden, and you could tell that they were double prints, and then all of a sudden, the moose prints took off on their own, and the double footprints of the Sasquatch had disappeared, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so, yeah, we think since the moose are there, moose moose can be mean. Moose are mean. We have never found, we found deer bones, but not very many. Yeah. We have found more elk bones in our area, and that's because the elk are really plentiful, so we think that that's what they're feeding on the most. Uh, okay. But, also, the, the ravens, and we find we've got some mountain jays in the area. We think that the, the two, the Sasquatch and the birds, those two birds, have an understanding also. Because every time we've gotten out of the car 
and we take off, we hear wood knocks, and then we hear crows or ravens. Now, when we go to our gifting sites, we'll leave some gifts. We've had mountain jays come right down and sit on the tree right next to our gifting site, and it's almost like they're the eyes for the Sasquatch. They're seeing what we're doing, and then they take off and fly back up the hill to where we think the Sasquatch are sitting. Uh. And actually where we've seen them peeking around rocks and stuff, the mountain jays fly back and forth. So, yeah, we think that there's an understanding out there. Yeah, I think the Sasquatch more work with the birds and the little ones because I think they, I think the deer and elk are food. So it's not like they're going to be working with them unless they're trying to catch them. Yeah. Do you, do you guys feel like it's some kind of they're using some of that of the not the mind speak but like kind of the their maybe telepathic or or sensitive abilities to control some of these mountain jays to to like you said be their eyes so that they can actually see what the mountain jays are seeing right so like if you've seen like uh, the Game of Thrones where where the where the kid is able to see three eyed raven yeah yeah exactly. That could be, and also, they've probably had these relationships for hundreds of years. Okay. And so they've had a lot of time to attune their mental abilities to each other. So, so do you think that they, they, they talk telepathically, or is it just communication through wood knocks or, or... Oh, I'm sure they talk telepathically and also verbally. Okay. Yeah, I know that, I know they've had a lot of there's been a lot of recordings of grunts and, and growling and that type of thing, but maybe, yeah, I would, I would probably guess that they probably converse that way as well. I wouldn't want to limit them to any one way because we've experienced almost all of them. So, you know, maybe different ones use different methods or maybe it's more appropriate to the circumstance at the time. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah, because like you said, right, you, you said there's 10 different types of Sasquatch that you guys know of, right? So they they could be conversing different ways. Right, right. Uh, yeah, the ones that, yeah, the patty type. And there's some good ones. There are some bad ones. And then there's some really super bad ones, uh, the Sasquatch. So, yeah, I think the good ones are basically, we call them the keeper of the forest. Because uh, we found that we feel that certain areas, they're cleaning the forest and keeping it clean. And we don't know if it's to help prevent the forest fires or they're just being a good wife, you know, and keeping the house clean. Or a good husband and mowing the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> she, she's trying to high-five you through the mic here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we, we have found some really dark areas with really dark structures. And so we don't, we call them rogue Sasquatch. And we don't know if they're the patty type or the gugwee type. Or what uh, dogman type even, but these places, that's where I got hit with a snowball in the back, was walking into one of these dark, we call them dark wallows. And then when we got inside the dark wallow, and then I start having rocks thrown at me, 
And so we decided to leave that spot real quick. And then we found <laughs> yeah. another teepee as soon as we walked out of that area. When he got hit by the snowball, it, it was not me. And there was no other people around. It had just snowed. And this was a hard packed snowball that hit right in the center. There's in our packs, you know, they've got these shoulder straps. Mm-hmm. So it hit right at the right in the spot where it could go right down his back and it would ha- it had to go over my head. Oh, and so wow. that thing had aim better than Magic Johnson. Oh, I mean <laughs> or Randy wow. Johnson or whoever you think throws good. <laughs> <laughs> and there was no snow in the trees whatsoever. No snow in the trees. Oh so so um, it would have had it, to be picked up. Yeah, it has to be picked up. Yeah. Yeah, and it was hard packed. It was hard packed and it hit him hard. He thought I'd hit him for some reason. (laughs) I turned around and I said, what was that? What would you do that for? Uh, At least you wouldn't be doing that to me. Looking around, enjoying the scenery, and suddenly he's yelling at me. (laughs) (laughs) Then we dug it out and saw it was this really big snowball. (laughs) So that got us excited too. We kind of skipped along and high fived a bit after that happened. Yeah. Too. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So let let me ask you: if you when you get hit by a snowball, are you like, okay, this has to be pretty close? Do you get that eerie feeling, like, um, <laughs> actually, we were excited. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you yeah, ever you ever get yeah. uncomfortable? Like, okay, yeah. uh, like. This is making me nervous, like, because they could become aggressive, right? Well, that's what the concealed carry is for. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There you go. (laughs) I like it. bear spray, you know, right there. So. (laughs) And the way that we look at it is if, if they don't want us there, I mean, we've been pushed out before with growls and groans. But if they were really bad and they wanted us, they could have got us as soon as we walked into the forest. Yeah. So we think it's more like other predators. You know, bear really don't want to attack you unless they're really hungry. So as long as you respect their area and give them a wide berth, you know, they're not going to charge you. You know, and so we kind of feel that way about it, too. They don't want. They don't want to bother us any more than we really want to bother them, but we really want to see them, so we don't mind if they bother us, but they're not going to bother, if that makes any sense. I kind of drifted. They're also pranksters. Yeah. They will prank you. They'll throw rocks at you, and but they throw them to miss you. And then sticks. We've had sticks thrown at us. The snowball. They knew the snowball wasn't going to hurt me, we feel, but... And after it hit me and found out it wasn't Ingrid, I was looking around the top of the hills and stuff. I just yelled out, thank you. And we <laughs> headed down the trail. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's cool, though. I, I'm like, that's when you're welcoming a snowball hit. You're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, that was really cool. In their field. <laughs> it's, it's, I guess it's the attitude when you go in, we're going in with a completely open attitude, pretty much open to any kind of experience that we're going to have that they want to give us. And so we don't look at a lot of things as, as sinister. 
unless we really they let you know if it's sinister i mean you'll, you'll know just by the feeling so are there good places that are are good squatching areas like in the in the united states so if we decided adam and i we live in ohio so we're like yeah maybe we're gonna go and we're gonna give this a, a go we're gonna try this out like where would be a good place to go or how do you know what is a good place? What we do is we go on YouTube and we, we check out other researchers. Okay. And what we have found is you have to go in to that doing that with an open mind because there are some researchers in our opinion that if their channel is monetized, a lot of it, they're going to be doing this just to get clickbait so that they get paid Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, the smaller channels we found are the best and there are some bigger ones of some really good researchers and you've actually right there in ohio you've got some pretty good ones and then uh, kentucky and tennessee right down from you going down south okay right over in michigan and wisconsin there's a bunch too so check out sighting reports. There's maps all over the internet. You know, you just look for sighting reports and they'll be mapped out and just throw a dart at a spot and go. Is there a good time to go? That very, everybody has their own opinion. We like to get there early and leave, leave for home about by two, but other people like to go later on, you know, at dusk. Um, and the time of season varies also because there's there's theory that they do migrate to nicer uh, climate spots for the winter and then come back in the spring to their natural forest home and stuff. Sort of like snowbirds. Yeah, okay. like snowbirds. So you don't uh, think that they um, they hibernate? No. No, okay. we haven't found that yet. Okay. Because we have had experiences in the winter. Yeah. And then a lot of, uh, they're, they're said to be more nocturnal, but we've had a, a whole bunch of experiences during the day also. So, and that could be watchers, you know, that stay up and watch the area while the rest of the clan sleeps. So, yeah, exactly. Oh, that makes sense. So, yeah. so I guess, Let's pivot a little bit here. Um, we Alicia and I were watching the your recent um, Gates of Hell video, <laughs> <laughs> and this was this was on the, this was on the Blue Blue Rock Talk TV with uh, Connie, and we just we just thought that was insane. That was that was just a crazy crazy. I couldn't even imagine being there. Right. So, Tony, can you tell us a little bit about your experience there? Like. What the, what the heck was going on there? You bet. Yeah, it turned out to be pretty insane. Uh, there was supposed to have been originally like four or five people going up there. And uh, Bishop James Long is the original paranormal investigator up there in that area. He's on, he's on uh, Ghost Adventures, right? Correct. He's one of the Ghost Adventure crew when they need... Uh, uh, a clergyman for their 
investigations and stuff, they always called James in. Okay, cool. And so uh, he's the one that basically pinned the name Gates of Hell to this cemetery up there. But this is this is in Kentucky, right? Right. This is in just down by Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Okay. And just the experiences that he's had up there. Uh, he belongs to a group of clergymen that have a paranormal group, ghost hunting crew, and they go out to and do all this stuff down there. And they had some experiences at that Gates of Hell Cemetery that uh, were pretty hairy. And he volunteered to take a crew in for Connie for one of her live shows. Well, during during the interview for the show, he was talking about another thing that he had seen in the back of the cemetery and uh, just his experience with that. And I kind of came on and I told him, I said, that, that sounds just like a Sasquatch. And Connie thought the same thing. Well, then he started telling another story that he was with a friend of his, a psychic friend, and they were driving down the road and saw something cross the road or on the side of the road or something. And uh, from what he was saying, that sounded exactly like a Sasquatch. So Connie invited me to cruise out there because I was chomping at the bit to go anyway. Oh, sure, yeah. I, I pretty much told Connie that Tony wanted to go, so she invited him. Oh. <laughs> well, that was, was very nice in. of her. So I, I wanted to see this this creature that they had seen called the Gatekeeper. They call it; they're calling it the Gatekeeper now. And James had seen it up in a tree, and his whole group had seen it on the way in. And when they seen it, they turned around and walked right back out. They said, we're not going in there. Well, this gatekeeper is about a 15-foot creature. It's got the body of a man, the head of a bat, and it's got wingspan of about 20 feet with red glaring eyes. I wanted to see this thing. (laughs) You know what that sounds That sounds like a mothman. Doesn't it? Yeah, it does, really. he swears it's not a, it's not Mothman though, but the more I'm thinking about it, it sounds just like everything that I've heard of Mothman. Absolutely, like I've been reading. Uh, have you guys heard of um, the Singular Forty in Society and Tobias Whalen? Yeah, yeah. His recent book, the the Lake Michigan Mothman, that that literally sounds exactly like what they were seeing in Chicago. Right, and. Because Mothman was originally from Pennsylvania. Yeah. But oh, then yeah. started popping up sightings all over your guys' side of the country. Yep. So I, I said, yeah, I want to go see this thing if it appears. Yeah, and absolutely. So, yeah. So I went out there with an open mind and all my ghost hunting equipment and Sasquatch hunting equipment and stuff. And I got there at noon and come to find out that only two other people were going to show up. One was Dr. Brad Mulder, who was driving up from South Carolina, and then James Bishop James Long, who was at work and didn't get there till later that evening. But I got there at noon because I wanted to do some scouting around and some filming for Connie. But as soon as I got out of the truck, I started hearing 
footsteps down off the hill. Because the cemetery sits on top of a hill, and it uh, drops off all the way around it, except for the one one lane dirt road that comes into it. And uh, being this time of year, there was like four or five inches of oak leaves all around the perimeter of it. Oh, so you could, I, you could hear everything going on. Going yeah. On there, so. And so I thought, okay, I'm looking around and I'm not seeing any game. So I did my walkthrough of the cemetery and stuff. Well, then when Brad showed up, Brad showed up and it was already dark. And the first thing he said when he gets out is, this place is creepy. I said, <laughs> nothing yet. <laughs> so I did him, I did a walk around with him and got his equipment all up and everything else. And it started raining pretty bad. And then when uh, uh, Bishop James Long showed up, he pulled up, he opened the back of his Jeep, he was getting his equipment, and all of a sudden I looked over and saw him stand straight up, and he goes, did you guys hear that? I said, what's that? He said, down the side of the hill next to my car, I'm hearing big wood or uh, footsteps. And he says, a terrible smell. And I said, yeah, they're here. And he <laughs> says, is that what I think it is? I said, yeah, it is. <laughs> so... The rest of the night, through the rain, we weren't able to get very much filmed, but we kept hearing the wood knocks. His creature, the gatekeeper, never did show up. And then we started hearing growls and grunts and stuff. And then some kids showed up, and uh, James was giving them an education on what the cemetery is, uh, why it's bad, evil, and stuff. And he was telling them about a witch's tree in the very back of the cemetery. So he turns his flashlight on, and I'm on the phone with Ingrid about 15 feet away. He shines his flashlight back towards the tree, and all of a sudden they see this eight-foot, black, hairy being, bipedal being, walking across the cemetery. Oh, wow. The girls screamed. All, all six of the kids took off for their car. And all of a sudden, they're gone. Ingrid's on the phone. She's going, what's going on? So I turned around. James turned the flashlight off. And I saw an eight-foot, black, hairy being, bipedal being, walking through the silhouette of the sky. I could see through the trees and the skyline. And I walked through the rest of the, the cemetery and down the hill. And down at the bottom of that hill is a cave. And then you could hear it crashing through the leaves and the trees and stuff down there. And so that wow. that ended the investigation for the night. Well, I'm sure. Started hearing a lot of wood knocks after that. And then we heard a big metal clanging. I couldn't figure out what that was. And I later found figured out that it was the back step on my camper being played with. And then I saw some red glaring eyes at the back of the cemetery and that pretty much it goes along with Sasquatch also at nighttime you'll see glaring eyes uh, and so right then the other two gentlemen said that's it for us they hopped in their cars <laughs> I'm going I gotta stole my camper guys <laughs> 
So I'm throwing stuff in the back of my camper, jumped in the truck. They were already heading down the road, just floored it, trying to catch up with uh, the moonshiners. A one-lane country road in the in the rain, covered in leaves, and he's trying to follow two jeeps in a four-wheel drive Chevy pickup with a camper. Oh on the man, <laughs> that's crappy that they left you, man. For twenty minutes. Yeah, but through the night, all of our batteries kept going dead. All of the camera equipment kept malfunctioning. The only thing that really worked was I had a FLIR camera out there, and I didn't pick anything up at all on the FLIR, and, but it didn't die. I mean, my phone died, Brad's phone, our batteries kept going down, uh, flashlights were turning off and on, uh, Bishop James Long, his car lights wouldn't go off. Even with the key, he pulled a key out of them, the lights wouldn't go off. And he'd mess around with the ignition, and then finally they would go off. And then my truck started going haywire. So we knew something was going on. And equipment, the batteries were dying. They'd have, like, the iPad plugged in to the charger using it, and the battery would die while they were using it. That's crazy. Yeah, everything. That whole night was just nuts. So, But... For me, being there for the Sasquatch, even though I wanted to see the gatekeeper, I experienced the paranormal back there. It was well worth me driving 1,500 miles <laughs> just for that experience. Wow. <laughs> I'm jealous. I would have loved to have been there. <laughs> Hell yeah. That, that, sounds, that sounds like an awesome investigation. It was. So, but I wouldn't have gone back there that night. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. yeah. He didn't want to go back there the next day either. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there was a few a few questions I had. There, you guys, you had seen a like a stick man on one of the one of the tree stumps there. What do you what do you think the significance of that that stick man is? Well, supposedly out there in your part of the country, there is what's called the smiley face killer. Yep, and. In this cemetery, back there by the witch's tree, there is a smiley face painted on a tree. And uh, Bishop James Long, under that, that smiley face on the tree, has found a human skull and bones and some other satanic worshiping evidence and stuff. Okay. Now, as soon as I pulled in and backed up, I opened my truck door. There was that stump sitting right next to my truck, and I spotted that stick man painted on the tree. And then later on in the night, I had found another smiley face on another tree that wasn't there earlier. I don't think it was done that day because we found evidence. It was actually in a photo I had taken earlier in the day. But James was there the week before. And he swears that that was not there the week before that. So James uh, told us all about the smiley face killers, and that goes along with what uh, the theory is behind that. Yeah, that whole that whole story is wild. It's like, yeah, that that makes that makes sense though for sure. Um, yeah. So, 
so I was listening to the the recap you guys had, and Doctor Mulder was was really really keying in on that part of it, and yeah, and he was he was taken up. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like, and he, he, what was what was interesting to me about it was, you guys said it was raining really hard, and and if and if that thing was painted painted on a on a tree, it's gonna it's gonna the paint's gonna run, and you're not gonna be able to see what it is. If exactly. Yeah, it wasn't the the stick man and the last smiley face, the new smiley face we found wasn't spray paint. I went up and I tried to scrape it off and it seemed almost like uh, a tar base or something like that. Like, like it had been burned in there or, or something else. It didn't seem to be scorched. It had, it, it had like a fiber filling feeling to it. Kind of like the stuff they use to uh, do truck beds with that oh. Econoliner liner or bed liner. Gotcha. It was almost like that stuff. Okay, and you t- and and you—that's pretty ballsy of you to touch it. I, yeah, I touched it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been scared shitless. I'd, 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 nope, not touching it. That's exactly what Doctor Mulder said too. <laughs> he goes, "You didn't touch that, did you?" I said, "Yeah." <laughs> you just wanted something to come back on on the ride way home with you, right? <laughs> We had a blessing, yeah. Bishop, the bishop did a blessing on us twice. So. Oh, that's good. That's good. Nothing showed up here yet, <laughs> except we got. Since we got back, I've got stuff on my desk moving now. <laughs> oh man! Oh no! Just yeah. a little bit at a time. You can see the trail in the dust. I don't like to dust because since we're ashes to ashes, dust to dust, it might be somebody I know. So I don't want to get rid of it. <laughs> That's pretty wild. We've had we we've had a we have a similar experience. We when we went to Trans Allegheny, we we brought something back and it it's kind of it kind of wrecked things for a little bit, but it's 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 settled down quite a bit. So hopefully, hopefully that's all you guys get. Yeah, hopefully. Well, I got three artifacts on the on my desk here of stuff that we have found up in our squatching area, and if we find something like this. We always ask them first, and we always leave something if we take something. And one of them is a piece of quartz. And if people saw what we did out there by talking to the forest, they think we're nuts. But Ingrid found this piece of quartz the same day that we got a rock thrown at us. And she gave it to me, and so I brought it home. But I asked, I'm taking this piece of quartz, if it's all right with you. So I got it sitting here on my desk. And then we found a penny right by where we parked the car in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And I picked it up, and it was heads up. Good luck. So I asked, you know, I'm taking this penny. If you don't mind, if you don't want us to, let us know. Didn't get any message, so I got it. And then Connie found an actual lead bullet out in the middle of the forest just laying there. And how she found it, I don't know. But it's a bullet, and so I got it. So I had all three of them on my my computer uh, monitor base here. And since I got back from Kentucky, they slowly just seemed to be moving over to the right a bunch. And then I've got a little, little Squatch Man, one of those McDonald toys. 
Uh-huh. That's got a, a Sasquatch face, and then the legs and the body you pull off, and it's a spoon. Okay. Well, a guy at work gave it to me after he stole it from his kid. <laughs> 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 so I've got it standing up on the on the top shelf here, and it actually walks out. I got to move it back about every other day because it'll actually walk out. And I've put one of my, I've got a a ghost hunting equipment here that's got a geophone on it that picks up vibration. Mm -hmm. And I've put it up there and it has never gone off. So there's no vibration causing this stuff to move. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's only picking stuff related to Sasquatch. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh. Exactly. That's the only stuff. And there's a lot of stuff up here, and none of, none of the rest of it's moving at all. Huh. So, so have you guys, like, set up any camera equipment in there just to see I if know. you can That's pick something I up? That's where I went to. We're not doing that in our house. <laughs> ah, I don't blame you. Yeah. She's, she's against me doing ghost hunting in the house. Yeah. I've you... done little minor stuff, you know, like the geo box and ram pods and stuff like that but uh yeah we've had too many odd things going on here we've had a shadow man we've had some other stuff i've been scratched we've had to sage the house and some other stuff we got rid of the 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 shadow man so she wants to keep it cool (laughs) yeah i don't blame you (laughs) just keep it down to a dull roar there's something and there's other things that I just really don't want to know about. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. So, so how did you guys get rid of your shadow man? We've got we've got a resident shadow man, and we 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 don't know what route we should be going. But what works for us um, is saging really well, um, and do a blessing on your house while you're doing it, and sage every corner, every doorway, every window, every every inch of your house walk through your entire house you know say a prayer beforehand you know asking god or whoever you whoever you worship for their for their help and as you're saging um order them out you know tell them this is your place not theirs you know please leave you want nothing but love and peace in your house you know throughout and when you're done thank your deity for their help Okay. And that'll that'll generally calm it down. If you feel more comfortable, you know, you can ask a spiritual advisor to help. You know, a lot of churches do blessings. Um, and, you know, they'll send, you know, the minister out or some portion of their congregation out to do a blessing on your home. But I didn't need to do that. Just the prayer and the, the saging keeps it very calm for quite a while. Um, and if you can't find um, sage... Um, Tony says that sage incense will work as well. Okay. I, I've checked that out and there are, there are a lot of people who believe that as well. So it could have more to do with your belief in what you're doing than what you're actually doing, but I'd never do it without the sage. Gotcha. So, so as far as when you guys go out for investigation, do you guys do blessings or saging before and after you do, when you go out to the woods, let's say? No. I don't believe that Sasquatch would follow us home in that way. They might stay in our minds more than they would um, allow an entity to come home with us. 
Okay. Well, that makes sense. We feel that they can, they already, they can read our hearts. They read our, our, our thoughts and stuff. So they know we, we're not there to hurt them. Uh, we have good thoughts, a good attitude out there. So hopefully that, uh, we can be at peace with each other while we're out there. Yeah. We've, only felt threatened out there maybe three times. Oh, three three times in two years. That's not bad at all, actually. Yeah. I mean, we're, it's, it's, the forest is very calming for us. Yeah. I wish, I wish we had a forest close to us. We can, we, can, we, we should be getting out there. You know, we don't, we really, we're in a, we're in the city. We're city folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got to drive two hours to, it's an hour and a half to our spot. Well, about and then get ready and, and take off. But yeah. Yeah. It, we got to drive a, a bit, but we already, we trust this area and the other areas that we go to are still a couple hours, an hour and a half away. Yeah. Oh, wow. But I mean, we're, we like to drive. So, I mean, the getting there is part of the fun. But, yeah, totally. Totally. We, 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 we like that too. We listen to all the weird, weird podcasts and all the, yeah. all the cool stuff on the way down. <laughs> That's actually how we kind of came up with this idea. Cause we were just sitting there listening to podcasts and we would just kind of go back and forth and banter. And then we're like, maybe we should just do this. Well, maybe we just talk about weird stuff on, uh, on our own podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe yeah. people are interested in hearing us. Probably not, but you know, <laughs> maybe someday. <laughs> People is I found you. I know. That's, true, yeah. <laughs> That's how our YouTube channels got started. It's yeah. like, oh, people are actually kind of interested. Okay, kind of <laughs> be like we're interested in other people. Me, so yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have we don't have friends, so it's like <laughs> it sounds like us. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh, we're gonna talk to people. How do we do this? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> What if they respond? What do we do? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like literally we had that moment. Like Adam's kind of an introvert and he's like, uh, I'm like, well, first you just say hi. <laughs> <laughs> they won't fight. We're the same way. That's why Tony does all the talking on the camera. I very seldom shoot anything out there. <laughs> I get all nervous. That's okay. why we get along so well, Ingrid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the idea person. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah, that's true. Then <laughs> I look at Tony. You can execute this, right? <laughs> <laughs> you like write it down and like slide it over to him. Like, okay, now you do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, he knows what I'm thinking just by the way I'm looking at him. <laughs> You're like doing the point and the big eyes. You're like, yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, Lordy, yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys think about um, Bigfoot being an interdimensional being? Do you think that they are, I don't know, like, like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm like losing my train of thought right now. Um, help me out here, Adam. Well, just a, just an interdimensional, like an ultra terrestrial type of thing, like that. Uh, you know, like John Keel would say, an ultra terrestrial. We're we're still on the fence about that. 
we we're in the 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 class that they're flesh and blood. Very smart flesh and blood with some interesting abilities. Yeah. We we haven't. I know there's a lot of people into the interdimensional, and that they can you know leave on Thursday and come back the Tuesday before, and that kind of thing. And we respect that opinion because mm-hmm. we don't know. You know that uh, that could be right, but that's not where that's not where we're coming from when we're investigating. My actual theory is I've I've studied, I've been studying the book of Enoch and and the fallen angels and uh, I guess, uh, uh, and the Nephilim. So I'm kind of in that camp that they're descendants of Cain that come down. And uh, if they're, if they are part angel and then they do have some powers and, uh, They'd also be part human because of the fallen angels that mated with the humans. And the Cain he's, we're referring to is Noah's son, not Adam's son. Correct. Right. Because this had to be after the flood. After the flood. Okay. Because that was one of my my questions were, um, do you think that the ancient giants that they found, those large bones that they have do you think that that could be related to Bigfoot? But it sounds like maybe you think maybe possibly. Uh, it, it, yeah, possibly it is. That could be, uh, like I said, the, the inbreeding going on and on. The, there, is, there is one kind. I'm not sure if it's considered a Sasquatch, but they call them mountain giants. And they're like 20 feet tall. And there have been actual sightings of them right here in Colorado, down south of Pikes Peak area. And so it's, those were true Nephilim there, uh, by the Bible, by the Book of Enoch. So, yeah, they very well could be uh, related somehow. That, that is really interesting. I, I never never thought to put the Nephilim and, and Sasquatch in the same the same family. That's a, that, that's an awesome idea. I, n- I never heard that. That's something we've been pondering on. We haven't come to any conclusions. I'm still pretty firmly in the flesh and blood. Tony's the one moving more towards the biblical theory, but you can have different opinions and still love and respect each other. Yeah. I mean, they've been mentioned ever since biblical times. Yeah. All down through history. And so they're all over the world. They're in every, pretty much every, um, every area that has oral histories and legends have that kind of creature in them, except for the Vikings. Oh, they don't like the cold up there, right? <laughs> like, that's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> but Eric the Red and his son, Lee Erickson, did have a run-in with a big hairy man as soon as they hit North America. That's true. That's in the oral history of the Vikings. Yes. Uh-huh. They were chased chased out of a of a part of North America by big hairy men. That is wild. Wow. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Um, I believe it was Nova Scotia. Yeah. Oh, wow. So oh, wow. maybe that was their run-in with Vikings, and they didn't need any more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were the only smart bunch that they just left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 
Vikings finally found somebody that was bigger than them. So to- <laughs> <laughs> we'll go pick on somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> somebody that was a larger berserker. Yeah. There was no plunder. <laughs> they weren't interested. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, well, what are my questions for Connie last uh, we talked to her on Monday? What my what are my questions was uh, Bigfoot versus Yeti who wins. So <laughs> what do you I think? I think they're the same thing. They're just acclimated to different parts of the country. So that's like saying, you know, Chinese Maybe. or Japanese who wins yeah. or, you know, England against South America, who wins? Yeah, there's a hundred names for Sasquatch. We just call them Sasquatch because that's basically what the Native Americans called them here in our part of the country. Uh, like down south, they're called the skunk ape, uh, the swamp ape. Boogers. In, in, uh, oh, yeah, Connie was saying, talk, talking about boogers. Boogers. <laughs> and in your area there, they have the Ohio Grassman. Yeah, the the grassman is, is is interesting. So so like he he's kind of the uh, the smaller type, right? Right, right. He would be more like uh, the wood booger because wood boogers are actually smaller than what we have out here. Also, okay. So is he is he classified in one of the ten, or is that kind of like a different type of thing? No, he's actually in there. Uh, I can't remember which one he is, but they're smaller than the patty type, and they can be a little bit meaner. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard they they throw throw things quite a bit. Yeah, they're they're pretty much pranksters. Also, I think all of them are pranksters. It's just the ones that want to eat you, like <laughs> the gugwe and those. Uh, there's another one too. I can't remember which one it is now. But yeah, they prank they prank you after they <laughs> after they mess with you. <laughs> yeah, they they don't have a lot to keep them interested. Most likely in the woods, and they're intelligent, so I could see where pranking would be fun. Oh yeah, I would do it. You get bored. We're amusement to them. Yeah, we're toys that they play with every now and then. <laughs> like, we're just gonna toy with you a little bit. <laughs> you yeah. know, like how you. Put a hamster in a cage and have them run on a wheel. Okay, so they're not putting us in a cage, but they're putting up stuff for us to find and get all excited about. They go running around the forest looking for them. Yeah. <laughs> you knock over here and I'll knock over there. Let's see what happens. Let's get them going and you grunt over there. <laughs> <laughs> We've actually had them, and we know that it's, we feel that it's them. Because we get to the, the back of this one trail, and all of a sudden we started hearing very loud turkey calls. Oh, yeah. Well, there's 18 inches of snow on the ground. There's no turkeys out there. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I hear a goose being strangled off to the right at the same time. Oh. There's no geese flying over where we're at. <laughs> and geese wouldn't be in that thick of a forest. And they're going back and forth, and Ingrid and I just looked at each other, and we knew right away what it was. So, so we went back there the week after, think, trying to hear the turkey calls again and stuff. And what was it? It was uh, dog dog barks. Yeah. Uh, 
it was totally different noises. And then the third week we went back, it was total different noises again, all in the same place. Oh, uh, so the, so they they can they can mock mock. They things. can yeah mock yeah. or mimic yeah yeah okay. they can mimic any animal pretty much they 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 can mimic crows and ravens. There's even been people hear their names being called out in the forest and it sounds just like somebody else in their party that's two miles down the road and so they can speak they can mimic people also that that's wild it's like which a, is yeah, yeah. That, that's like a, like a the doppelganger um exactly stuff like that yeah yeah yeah, that's cre- that creeps me out. That does creep me out too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's when why we call them pranksters. They'll sit there and they'll they'll be like like in Kentucky we were surrounded. I feel that we had four or five of them around us. We'd hear knocking on the left, knocking on the right, knocking down at the other end of the cemetery and stuff. And it was they were playing with us. Okay. But after I saw the eyes, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. You see those red eyes. I don't. Yeah, I don't think Doctor Mulder turned his car off the whole time he was there. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't want it to die. He wanted to make a quick getaway. (laughs) He's got the door wide open. (laughs) (laughs) He said he was spent most of his time guarding the cars and the equipment. (laughs) He he seems like quite the character. Yes, he's. Both of those guys are really cool, but <laughs> Doctor Brad, yeah, he's he's he can be funny, <laughs> and he's he keeps an open mind, but he admits when he's out of his element. And that night he was out of his element, and he didn't know what to think, especially when he heard heard the wood knocks and then uh, the the steps in the leaves and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then when he started hearing the whoops and hollers, yeah, that's, he kind of wanted to go back to the car and guard it some more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't blame him. <laughs> it was totally not what he was expecting. No. So, you know, I can understand being unnerved. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, trying to he be- was expecting ghosts and goblins, you know. And end up with Sasquatch. Yeah, he thought all he needed was Father James there to protect him. It wasn't quite it. You're going to need more than the exorcist, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he had more than an exorcist there. He had a shotgun, I think, in the back of his car and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, so okay. So here's a, here's a funny question for you guys. What do you guys think of the mountain monsters on TV? Have you guys seen that show? <laughs> They're yeah. entertainment. That's it's, a comedy it's, show. It's total entertainment. They okay. know their actors. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, John Tice, who was Trapper, who just passed away. Rest in peace, John Tice. But yeah, he was actually an actor before that show. Oh. Yeah. So they were, okay. it was basically a mock on finding Bigfoot. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 
And there's a couple other shows up that were on there too at the same time that was basically all Hollywood. Yeah, they'll they'll admit that that's that's what they do, and their handlers make sure they stay in character at the conventions and stuff. Oh, so okay. I find them amusing. Yeah, we watch it when it was on. Yeah, yeah, we it's, did too. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, look at those guys. Seriously, dude. Like, what is the likelihood that they always get everything? (laughs) They always have evidence. I'm like, really? And those traps that they build, yeah. Yeah. The the traps are insane. I'm like, geez, you can build my house in like a matter of a couple days. You're going to trick a cagey character into one of those traps? I mean... You said it's like somebody building a trap in your front yard and thinking you're not going to notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Let's put this nice hunk of steak in there and we'll get at him and Alicia in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would go after some meat. I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty ravenous right now. <laughs> yeah. The intermittent fasting takes a bit to get used to, but it, it does work. I've done it for years. I'm like watching my kids eat like, oh. <laughs> I get it. You'll learn to have big lunches. Yeah. I'm like, I'll, I'll go fold clothes right now. I can't be down here. <laughs> have, a, have an avocado for lunch. You'll, you'll last. There you go. Yeah, that sounds really good right now. <laughs> no, you're no, not until tomorrow. <laughs> you're planting ideas, Ingrid. <laughs> I know it's like, oh, I'm feeling weak. I'll just go to bed. <laughs> You'll get used to it. It even regulates blood sugar. Uh, I'm struggling, girlfriend. <laughs> I'm struggling. <laughs> no, the first few days can be rough, but the, after that, you won't even think about it. Yeah, I'm like, if as long as I stay busy, then you know. Oh yeah. It's like I finally can relax around nine o'clock at night, and then it's kind of like, and then my 11 year old that has a ridiculous metabolism that goes in and out of the pantry like 500 times. I'm like, oh my gosh, can you need more Oreos? Like really get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Have that kind of, they're still building muscle that eats a lot of calories. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so what, what would you guys say? This, this would probably be close to our last question here. What would you guys say is one cryptid you would like to investigate other than Sasquatch and why? Cryptid? Yeah, like any kind of cryptid creature, like yeah. a, like a, you know, uh, the, the frog, the Loveland frogman here comes to mind here in Ohio for me. What is that? Oh, the goat man. Oh, that lures man. people up to the train trestle. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of that one. I can't remember the name though. Yeah, that's in Kentucky too, and I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the place. I can't. Re- I, I was reading about it a while ago, and that was intriguing. But if that one wasn't available, then the gatekeeper at the gates of hell. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Makes me want to go there. It, just it, hearing it, you it, just <laughs> like, whoa, what are we doing next weekend, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> we might be taking a trip. I don't know. It'd take us two days to get there. <laughs> <laughs> you want to meet us there? <laughs> Actually, I would like to see a Thunderbird. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I was I was reading about that in uh, Linda Godfrey's book, the uh, her first one, right? Well, there's been some spotted recently. Yeah. Oh, where at? We have we have a friend, uh, one of our uh, subscribers lives down in uh, I believe it's Central California. Okay. In, uh, by the Kings River, and there has been a Thunderbird sighting down there. Is that Cryptid Five Five Nine? Right. Okay. He's a blue rocker. Oh, and nice. He, yeah, he's had dogman encounters down there also. So so that's that's wild too. Yeah. He he his area is pretty wild from what I've seen. Huh. So so when so how big was this was the bird that that they're seeing? He it was flying over and so he uh from what I understand he really couldn't judge measurements and stuff Mm -hmm. he just said it was humongous yeah bald eagles have a six foot wingspan and they don't look humongous flying overhead right so 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 the 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 one i was reading about was in illinois i think and it actually picked up a kid in the backyard playing and i've heard that too yeah yeah it's like they carried him carried him I don't know, ten feet in the air until till his uh, his mom could just whack the thing and let the it let the kid go. What? Yeah, yeah. How did so it did it didn't lift very high then? No, it, it it got it got like ten to fifteen feet off the ground, but the but the uh, the kid's mom was throwing stuff at it, yelling at it, and it finally just dropped the kid. But this thing could have easily taken off with the kid. Huh? When was this? This was like back in the late seventies, early eighties. I want to say it's it's oh, a, a lot of stuff happened in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, wow. yeah. I think it was it was in um, it's in Linda Godfrey's book, the uh, her first one that she put out. I can't I can't recall the name of it, but it's it's interesting if you want to check it out. Yeah, and they're they've also been spotted down around uh, in Nevada. Uh, the ranch down there. Oh. Oh, Skinwalker or Skinwalker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they that's that's Skinwalker around there. That's yeah, that Skinwalker ranch is insane. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd want to go there. I would. Yeah. I, want, I know. I'm like, I want to. We were actually just talking about this. Like, would you ever buy that? <laughs> yeah, if you had the opportunity to buy the Skinwalker, would you buy it? yeah. I'm Ooh. like, well, I would, because then I could rent it out and make money. <laughs> there, <laughs> there, there's actually a resort right next door to that that does uh, paranormal tours. Yeah. And you can you can uh, go there and stay there and stuff, and they take you out on their quads and stuff, and at night watch the UFOs over the hills and stuff. And you can, They actually have a lot of the same stuff going on there as that's happening over at Skinwalker Ranch. Wow. Is, is it because it's there along the Uinta Basin, or is it just because of their proximity to the to the ranch? I think it's both. 
I think it's since it's right next door, but it's in the same basin. Yeah. Okay. Man, that would be cool to go and hang out there for a little bit. I call it like the rainbow or the, it's an R word. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, that one paranormal group that we watched. Oh, Ozzy Osbourne's son, Jack. Stayed there. Yeah, yeah. Jack Osbourne. Oh, the, the Portals to Hell show? Or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. on there. Cool. I'll, I'll, I'm going to check that out for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was one of their first shows that they did. Huh. Yeah, I remember it. I can picture the room that they stayed in. Yeah. That would be awesome to go hang out there for a little bit. I think we got our next vacation planned. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. I think we're going to end up in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, hit us up when you're over here. We'll, we'll come down. <laughs> There's a lot out there. Oh, yeah. What, what, what really gets me going about Kentucky is the, go- the goblins, honestly. The Hopkinsville goblins, just the story is insane. I haven't heard that one yet. You, you oh you you got to look that up. It's really cool. It's like it's a it's about these these goblin like these four foot four foot alien looking goblins, and they attack this house. This this happened back in like the back in the fifties. I want to say. Oh, 50s, Connie and Mike met at the anniversary of that. Yeah, yeah. That was the Green Man, though. No, yeah, but that was the um. The Kelly house. The Kelly house, yeah. Yep, that was the Kelly house, yep. Yep. And she found the imprint of where she thinks the saucer actually landed. Yeah. They were there for the solar eclipse last year, year before before last, something like that. Yeah, that's all. that, That story is just wild. Yeah, that is a crazy story. I remember reading that. Yeah, and Mike, since Mike was there... My crow of myth chasers, yeah, he'd be able to tell you all about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit him up then because I I like to hear more about that. So we we got to hear the 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 daughter of one of the people that were there, mm-hmm. and she was she she was she was there, but yeah, she it was, was her it was her. Yeah, she was really little. I yeah, think it was like she two was or like three or something three, like that. So yeah, she doesn't really remember. But she wrote a book about it and and all that yeah. stuff. She was at she was at one of the one of the conferences we got to listen to, and it, it was a it's just a wild story. Okay, yeah, yeah. I do. I have heard of that. Then yeah. I've never heard of it called goblins though. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah, yeah. It, it was Mike and Connie are the ones that found uh, what they considered the place where the the spaceship landed. That is awesome, and like I, but I'm excited about that because that's yeah, it was yeah. really cool, and it, yeah, they were shooting at them, and yeah, yeah, the whole nine, and the and it uh, just the bullets or whatever just pushed them back, and then they came forward again. Yeah, yep. yeah, so that crazy. would be scary. I don't know what I would do in that case. Uh, probably, <laughs> I'd go in a fetal position. <laughs> <laughs> Just hunker yeah, down. There's, please don't kill me. Or do like, it quick. That's like my biggest fear. <laughs> Aliens, anything like that. I'm like, oh. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I would do. I don't want to think about that. It's almost bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's, that is literally my biggest fear. We watched the four, We watched the fourth kind. You ever seen that movie? Oh, my gosh. We watched that movie, and I... 
we had our lights on next to our bed for like four days straight. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that would be me. <laughs> I'm like 35 and I can't turn my lights off. <laughs> well, we're old enough. We can just call it insomnia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> old folk don't sleep much. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh, this has been great, guys. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, cool. thanks for having us. Yeah, we had a blast. Yeah, you guys are really fun to talk to. Hope we answered some questions. <laughs> you, did, you did definitely. This is this has been really enlightening. I I didn't know half the stuff that you guys yeah. you guys told about. This is well, awesome. Like I said, we're we try to make newbies. it fun because if it's not fun, and then it becomes a job. And if it becomes a job, I don't want two jobs. Oh yeah, totally. Exactly. Totally. Yep. All right. You want to throw some plugs out? Yeah, you and... guys. You guys want to plug your YouTube channel? You want to plug your? I know you guys have a Facebook group. I just, I just requested to join that. By the way, I just approved that earlier today. Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on Facebook. We have a group and a page. Um, it's just Sasquatch Journey. Um, YouTube channel. Just type in Sasquatch Journey. Take take you right to us. Um, we're on Twitter. It's Sas. If you search for Sasquatch Journey, it'll take you to us. Because I don't know the exact handle. It's Sasquatch Journey something one. Um, that's hard to remember. <laughs> Just search for Sasquatch Journey. Just search for Sasquatch Journey. I don't have an Instagram, and I don't really plan on it, so don't search there. It's not us. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do the Instagram either. We, we, yeah. We're not very good at that. Yeah, I, I have a hard enough time just with the Twitter and the Facebook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to use my iPhone, so... <laughs> Well, I know that too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like handing my phone off to everybody. Like, can you show me how to turn this on? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I like run over to my husband, flapping my hands. Like, I don't need help. <laughs> Do this. Fix it. <laughs> oh. oh man. Well, cool. I hope everybody follows you and and you know, keeps watching your journey and it's been so cool talking to you guys. And I love looking at all your stuff. So just keep putting everything up there and, and, yeah. uh, you know, showing everybody all keep your doing cool what stuff. You're doing too. I'm sorry. Yeah. You guys keep doing what you're doing oh, too. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. This is, we'll, we'll help, we'll help uh, promote each other. Cause this is, cause you guys are awesome. So that's it. We'll keep plugging you. For sure. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks, friends. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you have a great evening. All right. Thank you. See you guys. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, they were awesome. They, they were awesome. They were awesome. So we know about Bigfoot now. <laughs> we know about Bigfoot. Yep. And, um, yeah, so make sure you guys go out and Follow us on Twitter as well. We're at the Circle Path or at the Circle Path on Twitter, and we're thecirclepath.com as well. Also, if you want to email us, we're thecirclepath at gmail.com. We still want to hear your stories. We still want to hear all of your weird stuff that you want to send us. Anything. Yeah, DM us, send us emails, 
pictures. Yeah. Anything, anything that you want to send us, except, you know, I don't want, I don't want those kind of pictures. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I get questions about. <laughs> I get this weird growth on me. <laughs> yeah, don't like, don't, oh, se- don't no. send us those kind of pictures. <laughs> send us cool ghosty or alien type, type <laughs> pictures, right? So anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, that's it, I guess. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, and we appreciate everybody that listens. You guys have been awesome. Sasquatch Journey has been awesome, and this was a really fun show. Hugs and kisses. See you guys. Thank you.